Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. Today is episode three of the How to Start an Online Fitness Business series. Um, And today we're going to be speaking with tech, software, productivity guru, and doctor Yusuf about kind of the best practices uh, around designing a website and how to make, you know, where a website really fits in with an online fitness business and and what it actually means. There we go. So, I think the website is the the thing that a lot of people jump to to try and do first before they've thought of the offer, who they're helping, what the website's going to be, what the domain is, or they'll just buy a domain and then that's it. You're stuck with it and it might be completely off brand, but because it feels like progress because it's 15 quid and you, you've got it sorted, um, people often jump to um, be hasty with this. Yes, so. That- why do you think they they jump to it? Is it that they think it just makes it a legit business, or kind of what? Partly, yeah, and it's an easy win. It's a low hanging fruit. So they think, oh well, I'll just do a website and get really fancy, and and sometimes plow loads of money into a website before they've thought of the other stuff. And it's because the other stuff is hard thinking. It's stuff that is a bit uncomfortable to really sit through like who is my audience what's my niche what problem am i I solving um what's my branding going to be is that resonating with the people that i already help these are questions which are not very sexy but they have to come first they have to inform what your website is going to be what your website is going to look like and what you want people to do on the website too Exactly. And I mean, so if you listen to episode one and two, we have covered those two things. We've covered niche and we, we've covered brand. So, you know, all, all of that should be in place for you now if you're listening along. Um, Brilliant. So, and then, so, you know, if they're at that space, then how should they go around constructing a website? You talked a little bit about of like, oh, what you want someone to do on the website. Do you mind kind of talking about that a little bit yeah, more? So, um so it's great you've listened to episodes one and two and of course done everything in there. So you're now fully clear on your, your niche and your, your market. The website is then basically a content hub. It's an online business card and it's the shop front. It's kind of saying, I exist and I'm not just an Instagram account. I'm not just a, a Facebook profile. I am a business and you can find me here. And, and I, would rec- I always recommend WordPress for websites because it's a feed and as a as someone who's building a relationship with your audience you need to have a content feed it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be a long form blogger if you don't like writing long form but having having that structure means that if you were to post updates in a chronological order you have it there you can even integrate your podcast into that so we we do that we embed spotify onto our um onto our website. We use Blueberry, 
for the Propane Fitness Podcast, which allows basically a blog post with an inbuilt audio file that then posts to the feed. So you've got everything in one, and then all you do is write out the post, and then it just propagates it everywhere to Spotify, to Instagram, to, sorry, to um, Google, to to everything. So it's the it's the central point. Saying that the next step is, okay, you've got that on there. It shows that there's a backlog of content. We have a huge amount of um, credibility on propane fitness. If people are like, oh, who are these guys? Like, what? where's their fitness business? Well, there's 440 articles on there now, and that's written over 10 years. So that's something that's quite hard to fake and just means that if someone lands on your website, they can go on a content binge, they can figure out what you're about and learn your content. However, if they do that and there's no call to action, there's no way to get that person into your world, then you, you've left a lot on the table. You've missed out on catching them and putting them into your email list. So this is why we talk about having a lead magnet, something to get people to say, I'm bought into this guy or girl. I want more. I want to find out more. For us, it's the calorie and macro calculator because the kind of people that follow our fitness stuff are very systematic, very kind of um, cerebral focused, and they want to know the numbers and they want to have the macros and so on. A lot of people try and copy that and it doesn't work. And it's not because a macro calculator doesn't work. It's because it doesn't work for their audience. So you need to match that with your audience. And so just for people listening or watching, um, when you say you need a lead magnet, is this something that's actually on that website? So if I, if I click it, you know, if I type in, you know, propanefitness.com, that's what comes up straight away or just for people that are kind of unsure and trying to get it clear in their head. Yeah. So it depends what you, what you want people to do. So, um, the, when someone lands on your page, there has to be something about who you are, what you solve. And remember that unless someone is bought in, they're not going to spend any more attention than 10 seconds trying to figure out what you're about. So it needs to be, as they say, above the fold, which is before you start to scroll down, there has to be at least some um, indication of what it is that you do and, and what problem you can solve. Then as they start to buy into it, that's when you can say, so you know, you might include testimonials, you might include some credibility where you've been featured. And then you say, if you want this, just enter your details here. And that could be five, you know, five tips for bigger arms or um, a lot of recipe books are quite popular, but again, it's often misused. People, because fit pros like making healthy recipes, they assume that their audience do, but it doesn't always hold up. So it's important to always kind of crowd test your, your potential lead magnet. Make sure it is something that people want. Well, and definitely what you said at the beginning, making sure that everything on your website is not catering to you, is not catering to your gram, is not catering to your notion of fitness in general, but is catering to all, well, unless your gram is your niche, but, <laughs> but, it, but making sure that your website and the, the lead magnet that you have and that, you know, any of the stuff that you have, you know, for example, like you said at the beginning, oh, we do this, what do we solve? Making sure that what that thing you solve is the thing that your audience are trying to solve, that your target market are trying to, re- to, to resolve. Very good point. So, so what you're saying there is that there has to be continuity between your brand, your offer, and your paid offer. Yes. So um, 
when someone lands on you, what, what they want has to match up with the lead magnet. And then also, so if you have a lead magnet about landscaping and then you're offering, um, a, like your actual product is selling bubble gum, it's probably not going to, not going to convert very well. So th- this is why, um, when you've got enough traffic, then you start to switch to focus on optimizing the conversion of your website. Now, you can do this with very broad strokes of what I've just described, having clear message, credibility, and an opt-in, and then some some content. Once you get enough traffic going through there, that's when you need to start looking at, how can I tweak this to make it more and more effective? How do I play with the headlines or the um, the way that the website flows? Um, what do I want people to do in what order? Don't have 10 calls to action on. That's a really common mistake that we have is like, or what <laughs> we see people do is that they, they try and fill their website with like, book a session with me and see what I do and look at this and, and oh, look over here and look at my latest blog and follow me on Instagram. And it's like, there needs to, don't show everyone all of that at once because they won't know what to do and they'll just leave. You have to have a very like super clear flow. And the best people at this are Amazon. They don't have a pretty website. I don't think anybody would ever look at Amazon and be like, oh, that, oh that's beautiful, really aesthetic. Um, yeah. It looks like it's straight out of the 1990s. But their design is very, very deliberate. All of, you know, even when you try and buy like cat food or lip balm or something, and it immediately routes you to subscribe and save. And then you click next and then it goes, um, oh, you can get this for free with Amazon Prime. And then you have to go and find the little text that says, no, thanks, I don't want Prime. And that, and every step of the way is just nudging you towards the most profitable choice for them. Yes, and I, I think that's that's really important because uh, you know, obviously we're not trying to compete with Amazon as Propane Fitness and most fitness businesses aren't trying to compete with Amazon. But thinking about that that journey that the customer takes and how you can nudge them towards and not giving them too much at once you know making it very much like i don't know if you ever used to read when you were a kid those little uh, choose your own adventure books yeah where like oh do you want to slay the dragon or are you going to run away from the dragon if so turn to page whatever and almost thinking about your website as that kind of journey um, I, I think can be useful for people if they did read those books. If they didn't, they'll be like, what are these nerds talking about? But <laughs> but if they did, um, understanding that like you give the you, you have to present choices to the person on the website, and then once they've taken that choice, like like does does that make sense? Like you have yeah. to present clear choices, like do this or do this, or or even just do this to make it more simple. Um, and that's going to make people more likely to actually do anything at all is that it's actually like guiding them. Yeah, exactly. And we, we have a full guide on how to set up your website from scratch, including your hosting, your domain, your, um, web storage, the design, the conversion optimization, all that stuff we cover in the prepping business program. But, um, one tool that is very helpful once you have, a website that uses those principles and it has to be once you've got that in place otherwise it's it's kind of um the creatine and the beta alanine before you train um is hotjar yes. hotjar is a uh, seo tool that gives you all of the 
um, all the stuff in one. It, is, that, is that only usable on WordPress or is it, how does it work? Uh, I think it's usable on different content management systems, but I would... It's I mean, part of what, like it's something you have to install in WordPress, though, or is it? It's basically a bit of custom code that then gives you access to extra analytics through Hotjar. So I, th- I think it should work if you use Drupal or something else. But um, I think you've got to have a really strong argument to not be using WordPress. The only people who shouldn't be are either developers because they have custom built their own thing and they they somehow think it's, they can make something better than twenty five percent of the internet. Um, <laughs> if you in fact no i, I can't think of many other reasons. No argument. it's all right but to get back to hot jar and what it is and what it does yeah so it gives you a heat map of people's behavior and it's, it's quite creepy actually because you can literally record them on your website and you can see how long they scroll down a little bit and what they click on and um where they're most focusing their attention um and this is the same kind of technology that tools like Instagram use as well. They know exactly how long you spend fo- like looking on each picture or zooming in or um, pressing play or any of that. And by optimizing for that, you can then put those things in front of people more or basically take the customer on a journey that you want them to go on. Exactly. And you can see where they're going on currently in that journey, where they've been on the journey before, you know, that there's like a map of, oh, they, they scrolled down to here and then, oh, they didn't give a fuck about the call to action. Or, you know, or maybe they did. Maybe the call to action was the only thing anyone looked at. So this is it. So literally, the heat map is understanding where the heat is and where, where people are attracted to what you're doing and trying to make that and use that concept to improve the conversion of the, the website once, once the website's up and running. Exactly. And the, the primary goal of your website for cold traffic should be to get an email list. Get get an email uh, address, sorry. So get them onto your email list. Because once you do that, you've got them in the private VIP room. You can then message them. You can build the relationship. Um, beyond that, it's about having that hub so that in your call to actions from social media or whatever, you can always send people to a website. If, you're, if you do link in bio and you're sending people to some like, temporary page or it just looks unprofessional whereas if you can always forward people to like oh just go to my website and you'll find the full thing it it just gives an air of legitimacy and the way i look at it as well is if you were to hire a coach and they didn't have a website you would be like oh this is a bit of a like one man band straw shed um operation straw shed you don't (laughs) want you don't want a, a trainer that works out of a straw shed not at all one rainstorm comes along, especially with these new environmentally friendly straws. <laughs> so to kind of zoom out, the the two main kind of concepts that we've talked about, well, three main concepts at the moment, is the first thing is your website um, should give, it gives you legitimacy as a business. Um, it, it should take them on a customer journey that has a call to action. Yep. And it should be there separate of like just, you know, like a, like a LinkedIn bio, it, it should be something that is, well, I, I guess really it's those, those are the two main things. Is there anything else you can kind of think of at the moment? The, the other stuff about optimizing the conversion and um, building it out, they, they will just take time, you know, building your content bank and um, optimizing things over time. But, but that's fine. Like you, you've set the ball in motion. You've got a way to capture email addresses. 
you've got a way to create a feed for your content and you can also bump up the uh the the search ranking of your content by embedding it in blog posts um and you've got links to your social media so now if you want to send someone to there you can be like oh hey i'm a real person and i'm accountable on the internet and then in terms of promoting that website um you know, I think this is something that, again, we'll probably talk about in later episodes of how to start an online fitness business. Um, but, you know, where where in your content elsewhere or how, how are you going to get people on the website? You know what I mean? Yeah. So the the other use or the other purpose of the website is your funnel pages. So when you have taken someone from the email list or from social media and you're sending them to a checkout page or to a, a sales page, or you have your copywriting, um, that's all going to be on there as well. And if you're using the same domain, it just it just shows that you're consistent. What you can also do using the tools that we recommend is build out your members area for so you can create the user experience for your paid members in your website too as um, a subdomain on the website so you can have members.yourfitnesswebsite.com mm-hmm. such so as members.propanefitness.com for example where we have <laughs> free stuff and you can um you can basically see how we we run that and and do it yourself so yeah i, I think that that's the thing and i think that's where people sometimes at the start get a bit overwhelmed with the website can be many things does that, does that make sense but i think understanding that the website is not going to unlock sales for you straight away that it's not that's not the key to your launch you know so it's it not the thing to, you should just blurt on first no exactly and it's not the thing that you need to invest tons of money and tons of time like really stressing over it but it should be there so that you look like a legitimate business does that make sense yusuf is that in totally line of where you're at with that i think that's it i think we've covered it all right beautiful um Next episode is, let me just check the schedule. Uh, The next episode, well, we have a few coming up in the series. So actually, I'm just going to tease what they are. I'm not going to tell you what order they're in. Um, But there is qualifications and what qualifications you need to run an online fitness business. So Yusuf and Johnny, I think, are both going to be on that one. Um, There is actually the programming side of running your fitness business. Um, And then Yusuf is also going to be back on to nerd out about some software that you can use within your fitness business so look out for those episodes releasing them every wednesday um for the next few wednesdays probably up until at least christmas and uh we'll speak to you soon on other podcasts what a christmas present lovely (laughs) speak soon want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, 
why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode. Thank you.